1: So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A N C H O R.fm to get started. Clear. Hey guys, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Matt Snyder, Harrison Burton. I got four guys now that I'm spotting for. Uh, thanks to for listening to Door Bumper Clear. This is our show presented by OneMay Financial. TJ is not here again. He gave us all a 15 minutes notice that he wasn't going to make it this morning. He has to take his mom. To the airport. Why
2: are you telling them all his personal business?
1: Because did he not know this before fifteen minutes ago? <laughs> Is that how we roll? And You're I love being
2: it. a little dramatic. He so, told us like maybe an hour and a half ago.
1: Oh uh, well, I only saw it fifteen minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> he could have put his mom in an Uber and made it to the show. <gasps> he could have put his mom in an Uber.
2: Oh, well, he could have had his
1: his father-in-law <laughs> take his mom. Or maybe that might get awkward. It might be an awkward car ride. <laughs> They can't lay her Stella down for a nap, but, you know, hopefully, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> hey, Casey. What a weirdo. What
2: up? Hi, guys. Well, in replacement of TJ, yes. we've got, you know, our good friend, Freddie.
1: Freddie is in the house. Major upgrade. Freddie, you weren't supposed to be an analyst today. You were supposed to be a guest. I know. I didn't study enough for this, I don't think.
2: Well, even better. The, question, the answer should be great.
1: So, Casey is uh, just got home. I did. Where'd you go?
2: I went to the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah? Midget racing. Did you win? I can't say I won, because I didn't really race, I but Chad won. Chad won. Chad
1: won.
0: Chad
2: won. We are a partial car owner. <laughs> I guess January 26th, we car owners, but...
0: Yeah. I seen you took care of your number one job and finally got Susan to victory oh lane, so that was gosh. a good job.
2: The first time, like, I've only been to two of his race, two wins, because I can never usually go... And right when I got to victory lane the first time, he said, wait, why are you here and not Susan? And I said, are you serious? <laughs> that is the first thing you're going to say to Susan me.
1: Susan is the dog, right? S- no, that's his other girlfriend. They, they get together. And Damn, <laughs> he gets to have a, two, a girlfriend and a fiance? <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, open huh? relationship.
1: <laughs> is that what they mean when they say open relationship? It means you get to just kind of do whatever.
2: I don't really have the experience on that. But
1: so, who is Susan?
2: Susan is our dog. I don't
1: know. We've talked about this. Who names our dog Susan? Oh, my gosh.
2: It's so Jeez. cute. But we brought her the victory on, lane. Susan. And <laughs> we brought her the victory lane, and she would not stop barking. Like, the, all the photos, like, when they were taking photos and during Chad's interviews, like, during while we're smiling to take photos, we're like, shut up, Susan. Shut <laughs> up. So... I don't know if she'll be back. Well, she'll probably be back, but she whatever. She
1: excited. So, Freddie's in the house. Spots for Bubba Wallace. Freddie's from Long Island, New York. Man, I got to ask you, how do all you Long Islanders end up down here? uh i'd say about half the price of living in long island is probably the major reason
0: (laughs) and then we're i mean basically you know this already. we're all just northern hillbillies so i mean especially as far out as you get on the island so that's why we get along so good with you
1: yeah what are you trying to say i'm not a hillbilly (laughs) we don't have hills in pageland
0: (laughs) i seen something on the news when i got back last night it was some kind of um, fight Fight at a, at a party, a house party or something, and it said every person at the party was from Pageland, South Carolina. <laughs> I said, Damn. they said, that somebody got arrested. He said he was from
1: Pageland, and we believe everybody at the party was from Pageland, South Carolina.
2: They must be your friends.
1: Man, Pageland's, Pageland's crazy. It's a crazy place. So, Bubba Wallace, you've been spotted for him for how long? Uh, since 2010, so
0: eight years, coming up on nine How'd years. you guys meet? Uh... They had actually called Mike Herman, who a buddy of ours that oh, spots yeah. for Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, at the time, he was doing K N modified work, same as me, and uh, he had actually gotten hooked up with Ty Dillon. Was going to do Ty Dillon that year in K N series. Okay. So when they called Herm to want a spot for Bubba, he uh, he said, obviously tied in with Ty already, but you know I got a guy Freddie who's kind of looking to make a move in in the sport a little further up. And you were living in New York at the time. I was living in New York at the time. Yeah. So uh, did the first, we went down. I spotted Greenville Pickens, first race of the year, came in. We won. No way. Yeah. And uh, what happened? Uh, <laughs> we got lucky. He was really funny, though. No, I'm because- saying what
1: happened out of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, though, the first race, like being from long island you know me like maybe away from the racetrack i get a little excitable sometimes and
2: excitable the first
0: time <laughs> Is that what you call that yeah. <laughs> the first race we went to like bubba took the lead like i think we're going down our spot he's a 16 year old kid at the time i've never met him i'm thinking i hope we go down there maybe run top 10 something like that yeah well, we passed yeah. the guy for the lead with three to go and i'm like holy like yeah you know you're clear i'm screaming he's like dog i don't know what you're saying calm down i can't hear <laughs>
1: I was like, "All right, man. I'm sorry, so we, but ever since then, obviously, we've been together." So, when Freddie spots, he talks really fast. <laughs> so he he filled in for me last year at two races or sub with me or whatever you call it when you have more than one spotter at, at Indy and the Glen. And then uh, this weekend, he just helped me again at, at uh, the Glen. He was in the bus stop, and so Freddie talks like normal people. But when the when the race starts, he sounds like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> should
2: play every And of you're this. like, "What the?" Did he just <laughs> how does he? How does Bubba understand you? I don't know. He's Eight just,
1: years of listening. Yeah, just used to it. He just,
2: just like, translation. Language.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. But it's kind of it was funny because Freddie gets going. I'm like, who is that guy? Who, who's <laughs> who's on the radio? But anyway, man, that's cool. Bubba's obviously had a a lot of ups and downs. As has everybody in the sport. Seems like you guys are are on the ups now, though. I mean, you obviously landed a full time ride, second in Daytona 500. Gaining a lot of experience at a lot of these tracks, going back to them for a second time now. I mean, how much fun are you guys having? Yeah, I mean that's the main thing we always concern you know concern ourselves with and focus on is just having fun. Like, and it it
0: gets you know uh, leading up to this week. You know, obviously this week a whole new world for him. It's only his second road course in a Cup car, but you know leading up to it, we kind of had some mediocre runs we run 25th all race and the, the main thing is just focus on hey man it's the same team we finished second with the daytona 500 this is the same team we run up front with at texas like it's one team we're all going to stay together no matter how frustrating it gets and uh you know just keep focusing on that and building on that he just renewed for another two years so you know we're going to be with these guys for a long time and
1: hopefully we can just turn it around and keep gaining on it you're uh with two hall of famers you got oh. the king Richard Petty. There's only two kings in the world. (laughs) There's there's the king, Elvis Presley, and then there's the king, Richard (laughs) Petty. Sure. Period. There's only two kings in the whole world. (laughs) Sure. Right. So- Dale Inman, obviously another Hall of Famer. Like, how is it to work with those guys and be around those guys? It's, it's
0: really incredible. Like, one of my favorite things to do on a Sunday morning, you know, we go in a little early and stuff and sit around the garage for a couple hours. And, like, one of the best things to do is just go in the hauler and just listen to Dale tell stories. Because he might not know what happened this week at Watkins Glen, but he can tell you every lap of what happened in 1965 at Pocono and how Richard ran. I mean, it's incredible the amount
1: of knowledge these guys have about what they did 30, 40 years ago. It's probably mo- the most fun I have with Inman is when he makes fun of Richard Petty. I mean, he can, <laughs> he can make fun of a guy that's won seven championships, 200 races. He's the king, and this guy, who appears to be Richard's best friend, Yeah, oh yeah. still to this day will make fun of him with Richard standing there about how bad he was and how <laughs> dumb he was and how he didn't pay attention. And Inman's one of those guys, even at, what is Inman now, 70s? No, I think he's... A- uh, low 80s, I he's think. He's one of those guys that when he walks up to you, he grabs one of your pressure points and takes you oh. to your knees. So he grabs you at that spot on your neck or the spot on your finger or the spot on your forearm, and you literally just go limp. And you're like, how, how, when is he going to get too old to stop doing this <laughs> to people? But I mean, he's a good dude. I mean, they
0: load up. These two loaded up and drove to Daytona. They did. I mean, the two of them in the car, Richard's got this badass Cadillac that he's got out. And the two of them just drove it to Daytona by themselves. got I wish in the car, this was drove recorded. Home. Yeah. like
2: Conversations.
1: I mean, it's incredible, like the stuff they still do. Like they drive all the time. That's they, funny. They're both in their 80s. Well, they go snowmobiling too. Like they'll leave a race, you know, in the spring and they'll just fly to Montana. Richard's got a house there. They'll jump on snowmobiles and go run 200 miles an hour across the snow. <laughs> uh, but they're like grumpy old men, you know. <laughs> the show is it's pretty funny. Uh, oh, man, we got a lot going on. We're getting ready to jump into the show. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, honestly, I think my favorite part, I'm pretty pretty excited, is any stories you have about Brett. We're not or, talking about that. Oh, no. But but I think I think we might um, have some from Freddie. So. I got I to
1: ask y'all this. So I met Casey. I knew who Casey was. I knew who Chad Boat was and Billy Boat and all those guys. But the first time I really hung out with y'all was because I was with Freddie at the Chili Bowl. So how did you two meet? Uh,
0: chili bowl. <laughs> just chili
1: bowl to Chad. <laughs> well,
0: was, um, honestly, I,
1: mean, I spotted for Chad
0: for a yeah. while and then that time at Casey. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I think you spotted for him and then I like met you. We got closer at chili bowl. Yeah. I don't know if you remember I don't that. I do remember part. Any of that. So um, I think there might be some pictures floating around. I'm the only that guy that, that went to chili bowl them. for
0: five days instead of six that week. because I <laughs> and I took my day off in the middle. <laughs> my favorite Freddie story at
1: chili bowl is Are we we gonna we're going to start telling we're, stories because <laughs> I got stories.
2: Yes, this is what I want. <laughs>
1: so. Girls don't know this happens. So I'm going to tell the story (laughs) so that every lady that's listening today can be aligned. So when guys have been drinking and they go to the bathroom, (laughs) when they have a buddy that's using the bathroom, a a, a guy, you know, that's standing up and using the bathroom, their buddy will push them in their back and it can sometimes make them urinate erratically. (laughs) Okay, so we're standing there and Ricky Stenhouse is in the restroom and I'm in the restroom and some other people that we all know are in the restroom and Freddie is not only pushing his buddies in the back, he's pushing people <laughs> that he doesn't know in the back. And this one guy who was about your size, Casey, he was about five foot two, weighed about eighty-five pounds, so come at he turned around and threw a sixty-nine ounce beer all over Freddie. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no! And Freddie is like just having this good old time. Freddie's like a big old teddy bear, right? Freddie like... always wants to have fun, but he pushes this random dude in the back. This dude's piss goes flying up in the air. But when he recovers, he turns around and he slings his whole beer right on Freddie. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if we're about to fight. I don't know if we're about to what we're about to. Do. So I look at Freddie, and Freddie is dumbfounded. He can't believe that this guy attacked him after he made him piss everywhere. So after this happens, I look at Freddie, and I'm like, Hey, man. You don't move. I'll be right back. So I said, "You take your shirt off because he is soaking wet. <laughs> you take your shirt off. I'm going to go to Chad's trailer and I'm going to find you a shirt." So I came back with like a medium, <laughs> and I gave, gave Freddie this shirt. I look and he good. he has though. to wear this cutoff shirt right <laughs> the rest I of the day. <laughs> I look good.
2: I remember this. Oh, you set up shop in the in the center of our pit. Like you, I think we put the you know those lounge chairs that oh, we have. Yeah. We put them out mm-hmm. there. It was like. I mean, people were coming up and taking photos of you because you were. <laughs> hey,
1: I, out. I'm all for Chad. I was trying to draw awareness to <laughs> so, Chad boat racing. So today. this is this is how Freddie's progression goes that week, right? So I guess Chad raced the first night, and I wasn't there yet.
2: No, it was Friday. Uh, you of the oh, race champions. champions. Okay, yeah. so
1: when when I get there, we act like idiots all week at your trailer. Right. So the, the the day of the chili bowl, Freddie sends out this group text going, "Hey, we can't go to Chad's trailer and be acting like a bunch of idiots all week. He's got a race today. I'm like, he's raced all week." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm never going back and while
0: well, they have a night off the oh, boats because like stop. that year it was like i forget i think kobe was driving one kobe was driving one yeah, car he was driving. and chad was driving the other one and they had like wednesday night off or thursday but now night.
2: you have to come back next year or this coming. year because well i mean chad, I gotta go back once Chad's just so like so i remember because he won the race of champions so uh, it'll be a little bit less crazy
1: i'm never going back to that thing i almost died he did almost oh, stop. die i thought brett killed somebody oh Freddie almost died, too. We won't tell that story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you have to that tell was- hey, it.
1: If you're, if you're a race fan, which I've everybody that's listening is a race fan, go to the Chili Bowl one time. It's got to yeah. be a bucket yeah. list. It's so fun. Stay at the casino. That's where all the racers stay. Yeah. It's a complete shisho. It, it is. It's crazy. Uh, so listen to this. Last week, I was pulling some data with Mike uh, about our podcast. Guess what the number one state to listen to our podcast is? What? Yes, California. Yes,
2: South Carolina. South
1: Carolina, baby. California's third. Well, you got really? So to all you weirdos that are listening. Thank y'all. They <laughs> enjoy when you make fun of them. Yeah.
2: Who was second?
3: Uh, Texas. <laughs> Illinois. Illinois. I know two people in Illinois that listen, so oh. I've got that fifth demographic them. covered. No, no wonder they're, <laughs> no wonder <laughs> they're fourth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, you two. Tell
2: them things.
1: And then we've got North Carolina coming in fifth. Really? Wow. Yeah.
2: Because, because they're all. like... I was really people.
1: surprised South Carolina was first, just because there's not a lot of people that live there compared to California and Texas. Like yeah, Mike said, so what do you think the number one state is? I said Texas.
2: Well, South Carolina is like it's they the, like NASCAR. South Carolina
1: is the best. I went there this weekend. It is the best. Where'd you go? You where'd you go? Polly's Island. Polly's Island. Yep. I saw your picture. Love it down there. Yeah. When I win the lottery, that's where I'm going. Never coming back. Ah, uh, I don't want to say never. If I won the lottery, so we were driving the racetrack yesterday, and I got Joel with me, who spots for Amarillo. And Joel is a... He's as happy as it gets. He's a cynical, (laughs) miserable guy, (laughs) right, who sees joy in nothing, literally. Who does he spot for? He hates people. He hates racing. He's the guy that can win. He's the guy that can win the Powerball and complain about the taxes. Yes, he he is that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's that guy, and he's like, I thought it's 200 million last Mm -hmm. night. If I don't want, I damn sure wouldn't be on the way to this racetrack. And I'm thinking, man, if I won 200 million, I'd be on the way here, but I'd be hammered. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be apologizing, (laughs) going, hey, if you guys don't want me to spot today, I totally get it. But I would still go, I would for sure finish the year. I want two hundred million. drunk. Would you finish the year? Well, that'd be their problem. Finish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd finish the year. I keep spotting, probably. No. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, I would be there on Sunday. Only. I would not spot practice yeah. ever <laughs> again. You would never see Brett Griffin on the spotter stand for no. practice. No. 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 And I would build a f- shade over every spotter stand since now we're spotting <laughs> in the over rain our too. Spot. Just to- <laughs> oh yeah, there's going to be two spotters that are in the shade. Me and Freddie. Everybody else. That I'm is gonna-
2: how you'll spend your money.
1: <laughs> well, it won't take. That's not much money. <laughs> <laughs> couple grand. <laughs>
2: Whatever.
1: We'd be like, oh, there comes Brett and Freddie in their helicopter. <laughs> We're going to build our own damn track. 200 million. Yeah. Dome. Right. We could build a dome. Yeah. A dome track. I don't know about that. That chili bowl, I was sick for two months. <laughs> I thought I had pneumonia.
2: <laughs> that's the worst after oh. chili bowl. And my wedding is the week after chili bowl. So. Y'all are going
1: to all have be sick. That's a good plan. I'm going to
2: wear a mask the entire year. Well, I would be given two weeks. That's all I got. Yeah,
1: that's what I gave the back entire him, so. year.
2: So, uh, At least he loves you. He does love me. And, and Susan. <laughs> I think he loves Susan more at this point. Give me Susan.
1: I'm waiting on this 50-something-year-old woman to walk down. I'm like,
2: here, Susan. <laughs> well, the worst part is when somebody comes up and, like, pets our dog and her name is Susan. That's hap- that happens a lot. Awkward. And yeah. it's like, one woman got mad and she just walked away. Who named
1: I'm, this dog Susan?
2: Chad. It was a, a running joke for a while before we had a dog. And then once we got her, Chad's like, you know we have to keep Susan. We were talking about our next dog, and he wants to name it uh, Claudia.
1: That's my wife's name. (laughs) (laughs) Who names their dog Claudia? I've never heard
0: these names before for dogs. They might be the only dogs in the country named after 50-year-old women. I
2: George for a boy. George. we don't want a boy dog.
0: That's a great dog name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, y'all are terrible dog (laughs) namers. Here's what not to name your dog. This
0: is coming from a guy whose dog's name is
1: Cocky, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Cocky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she and Cocky's a girl.
2: Oh, god!
1: She's <laughs> she's in's way better. She's spunky. It just
2: fits her. Oh, she's yeah. so sure cute. Uh, so let's
1: get the show going.
2: <laughs> All right, spot on, spot off. Bill and Chase Elliott become seventh father and son combo to win in the Cup Series. Brett,
1: I think that's huge. You know, and I mean, there's nobody in America that could spot off this. I mean, here's Bill Elliott, the most popular driver prior to the Dale Junior era. I mean, this guy was racing against Dale Earnhardt. Richard Petty, a lot of big-name guys. He was winning most popular driver. His son is now, we're about to see, going to be crowned the most popular driver. We need, I said on this show, it would be insane for our most popular driver to not have a single win at the Cup Series level. So he fixed that problem. So it's great for our sport. I think it says a lot about the family traditions that have been here with the petties and the Allison's and, and I think it's just a great thing to carry on. You know, Ryan Blaney's one, obviously his dad had raced here and hadn't won. So this kind of gives you your own little niche, your own little edge. And I think it's great for chase. Yeah. Obviously
0: spot on. Like you said, it's hard to go spot off about it. You know, chase probably had a lot of spotlight coming on, you know, a lot of late-mile success when he was, what, 14, 15 years old. So just big for him to get over that hump. I mean, he's been second, what, eight times or something like that. It so it's just, it's just a big deal for him to get over that hump and finally – finished the deal i thought he gave it away in turn one he tried i said he's coming to the checker and we had got out of the way I, you know i knew kind of puppy was going to pull over so he didn't get in the way there yeah and so i'm kind of watching them guys they're nothing around us and i'm like oh he's probably good here he's clear by five going by he's us clear by a bunch and then i look over there and he's over to curb and one and i'm like oh god <gasps> here we go yeah. anyway, i guess it didn't matter because truex run out there but
1: yeah. I, I the only thing that could have made this race more exciting is if when he did that if Martin would have actually been able to pass him, Martin was too far back. He got close to him, but too far back. The only thing that would have made it better is if he'd have been able to pass him, been able to clear him. And then going down the backstretch, Martin would have run out of gas because <laughs> he was going to run out of gas anyway. Yeah. Martin Truex jr. Was not going to win that race, you know, unless he had a, big lead which wasn't going to happen with chase out there leading so uh kudos to all the nine guys i mean hendrick motorsports big win for them number 250 saw that that's awesome chevrolet needed a win they still haven't won on a really realistically on a track that's not a wild card because plate races are wild card road courses are wild card i didn't have chase elliott's first win coming at watkins Glen. no never yeah. but it's weird i think i've seen somewhere where bill's first win
0: was his, in a road yeah, course his, also and it was 30
2: so, oh gosh i can't remember the number but it was like Complete, it was like, like yeah, I seen where it was oh, like his 99th star, yeah, start yeah. And crazy. just crazy the way the numbers he was lined up. Oh 0 for
1: 98, <laughs> he wins 99. He's the youngest driver to ever win at Watkins Glen, gets his first win at Watkins Glen. And having been a part of Elliott's first cup win at Bristol in 2001, it's just so fun, like, and, and I don't mean the partying aspect of it, just the relief. Then, and Robert Yates said to Elliott at the airport the week after we won, we all get to the airport. Robert Yates walks up to him, congratulates him, and says, you're going to find it's much easier to win after you get the first one out of the way. So I really feel like with Chase, the speed that they have, the resources that he has, that it's really going to, it's going to come. I mean, like Freddie said, he's got a bunch of seconds. All those seconds could easily be wins. So I think we'll see this guy win a lot more races.
2: Did y'all see the video when he went home? and like oh, yeah. everybody greeted him from the airport. The whole that town so cool. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. That Chase was still was lives really there. Cool. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't realize that. And, and and I think it's hard, especially when you're you're early in your career, it's hard not to live around your, your guys in your race shop because you want them to know how invested you are in your career. You want to be meeting with your crew chief, and you want to be very engaged. I mean, uh, I, I think it's important for that to happen. So for Chase – Not to live here and win, I think, is kind of a big deal, too. I mean, in my my career, the only guy that was uh, overly successful that didn't live in Charlotte was Mark Martin, and he had a freaking hanger right there at Jack's shop that had a – a bedroom in it, and he would fly in and spend time during the week there. And, and I think you have to be invested, in, and I'm sure Chase does the same thing. He's got his pilot's license.
2: Well, that's how Carl Edwards was. He flew in.
1: Well, he lived here for a while. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what all of them do. I mean, you got to live here for, I'm not saying you got to live here forever, but when you start, like, I mean, Elliot's first job in '97, he worked in the shop every day, wow. you know, and and I mean, there are a lot of guys now that, that still work on their own stuff. So I, I think it's important for them to have that work ethic. But that was really small town, cool feel. They're ringing the siren, and and he wins, man. That's awesome. Good looking dude. How old is Chase? Uh he's a little younger than Bob, 22. I think. So yeah, he's twenty twenty two. I
3: think twenty two. Twenty
1: two. Good looking dude. Huge career ahead of him. I mean, he's a guy that could drive for twenty more years. So great for our sport. You know, I mean, have... he's he's our new Tiger Woods. You know, he's our new Michael Jordan. And I think the best part about that win, I can't wait to see the ratings on T V is it was on NBC. Yeah. It was on it was on the right channel for a change. <laughs> it's where they all need to be. Don't need this to be on true. those damn cable channels. This I love NBC Sports Network, but we don't need to be racing there. We need to be qualifying on there, not racing. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you sure? Yeah.
2: Positive now. Uh, Kyle Busch says he put on a clinic Sunday, despite finishing third.
0: I'm gonna go spot on, even though I know it's probably not popular for the guy that I'm filling in for. Uh, I think it's pretty impressive. You know, we see these road course races run backwards all the time, where you basically just pit and do everything you can to get as much track position as possible. So uh, he came in. I'm not sure what penalty he got, but he had or didn't get a fueled up or something. He only got eight gallons of fuel. Yeah, so he had to come back and pit. So he started back there, whatever it was, probably 25th, 26th with 32nd. 30. You know, was it 30 second? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. So that he drove up there in what? I don't even know, 30 laps or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive to
1: just pick your way through the field there and uh, get back up to a third-place finish. Spot-off for for (laughs) saying this. Like, spot-on for what Freddie just said. But guess what? Let the other people tell your story. Let other people say how great you are. Spot-off for the fact that he said he put on a clinic and didn't even win the race. Like, if I put on a clinic, I kicked your ass. I kicked everybody's ass. And I think in this situation – he didn't kick anybody's ass. Chase Elliott put on a clinic on the race that I watched. He went out and led a lot of laps. He went out and passed Kyle Busch under green and drove away from him. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they, he has his own little clinic going on that he did anybody else to <laughs> watch. But I, I didn't see the clinic that he's talking about. He passed a lot of cars. He had a fast car. How about the clinic of the guys that put you in the fastest car in the field, which he had all weekend? You know, like. If I'm going to compliment – I don't know, man. I would just rather hear other people say that Kyle Bush put on a clinic and failed to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spot off for saying it. Spot on for – he was the only guy that we saw pass a lot of cars. Yeah. And I don't know why, man. And, and I'll say this about Watkins Glen. I've always said – Turn one at Watkins Glen is the hardest corner in NASCAR. It's where I see more guys wreck by themselves than anywhere else we go. It's the most treacherous corner. It's downhill braking, your wheel hopping. And for whatever reason this weekend, during practice, during the race, we didn't see anybody doing that. So either these cars have gotten way too easy to drive or the tire was way too reliable. But turn one that I always watch guys go down in there and you grab the spotter beside them, you go, watch this. Oh, no, they're going to (laughs) wreck. They never did that. They were in there three wide, four wide. You must have been running too far up the front. <laughs> Did you wreck back there? No, I will have a couple of times. An
0: old, uh, i seen Reagan go in there and clean out Stanhouse one time. So, uh, you must have been running too far up front. Maybe I was. You know, we
1: ran around 10th. But I'm, I'm used to seeing guys literally wreck by themselves there. And we didn't see a lot of that this weekend for some reason.
2: You think it could be tire, maybe? I think
1: it's tire, downforce, to, easier to do something. Yeah. You know, I'm not obviously in the cockpit of these cars, but.
2: Interesting. More Elliott family news. Bill Elliott. Oh, sorry. I missed one. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited about Uh, this one. It was my favorite.
1: You work in the Xfinity Series some, so you should be able not to skip the Xfinity Series (laughs)
2: Well, I liked the Bill Elliott in the Xfinity Series. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Well, you might as well go ahead with the Bill Elliott one, and then we'll come back to that one. Okay.
2: Bill Elliott (laughs) to come out of retirement (laughs) (laughs) to race the number 23 GMS Xfinity Series car at Road America.
1: I am spot off for this, only because his son needs to be in the race with what him. What the heck? He's oh. off. He just won a race. He's off Road America weekend. They need both Elliots in this race. We need Bill Elliot and Chase Elliot. Somebody has a spare car. Put these guys in the same race. How awesome
2: GMS has spare would car? that
1: be to have Bill Elliot and Chase Elliot in the same freaking race?
2: You tell them. I'm telling them.
1: <laughs> Preach.
2: GMS, put them in the car
0: so i'm spot on obviously uh whatever bill did here lit a fire under chase cause i think chase was lo- worried about losing his ride to bill now <laughs> yeah. you know so obviously he's seen him come out of retirement figured he better step his game up uh something i heard pretty funny about bill was you know he's hoping to have a good run he said really all he's concerned about is winning in his age bracket so it's him versus morgan um <laughs> yeah. and i i got a good feeling bill should outrun morgan i got believe so <laughs> i believe so i think
2: it's really funny did you hear that Because he's never run at Road America, he has to go to the rookie meeting.
0: (laughs) I wonder if he gets the extra set of tires for the
1: rookies.
2: And does he have a bumper on it? I'm sure he'll have
0: a yellow yellow stripe. Probably. Probably.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Elliott is a legend and a Hall of Famer. Great guy. He comes to the spotter stand at places like Watkins Glen. I saw him on TV yesterday on the back straight side. At Indy, he'll be up there with us. He actually stands right behind me uh, on the spotter stand. And just a really quiet, chill, humble dude, you know, and and I think you see a lot of that same personality. And I I never saw Bill Elliott run from the back to the front and get out and say, he put on a clinic, you know what I mean? Like a pretty, pretty chill reserved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, humble guy. But I I think this is awesome for road America. I've been to road America Uh, last year. I went and helped spot and what a beautiful racetrack and a beautiful part of the country. And man, they just party. That's Wisconsin. That's all I know Wisconsin. is cheese, cheese and curds, and beer. beer. That's it. That's all I got. I'm moving to Wisconsin. <laughs>
2: Spotted cow, so good.
1: Maybe I need a spare bedroom up there.
0: That's that. that, that to- that's the new Glarus uh, beer, right? Spotted cow, I think. And they have uh, they have a bunch of. It's a brewery up there. Yeah, and uh, they have a couple different ones. And one of them is called uh, Totally Naked, and one of them is called Two Women. Right So up the your way alley. you properly order it is you need two women totally naked. Yeah, and that's. Uh, right I mean, up that is alley. the proper Why way to order beer there up yet? there. Yeah.
1: I like this. See why <laughs> Freddie and I are friends? It's a coincidence. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, Digress. Yeah. Back, back to
1: your topic you skipped. Yep. Sorry. we having to tell her how to do her job today. What's wrong with you? I think i You I'm, just got home at 6 a.m. Yeah, that might be it.
2: Why aren't... Okay, never mind. Expensive <laughs> Series practice in Reese's partially in the rain. Spot on, spot off. Brett.
1: Man, I was blown away first of all the Xfinity series practice the only guys who really went out there and ran were the rookies who have to make a lap you can't put these guys on the racetrack in a race condition without them making a lap first so NASCAR requires the rookies to go out and make a time lap so those guys that went out did that you know Elliot Larson all the guys that have been there before didn't run at all in the rain Uh, but when the race started we had this little rain cell popping up behind turn one they kept getting closer and closer and when it got there soaked the racetrack and it was a hard rain and when those guys came back out there on those rain tires i was completely blown away at how you couldn't see anything they came down the front stretch and you see the first guy the second guy third guy and then you just see this big cloud of mist and rooster tails and you're like how are they driving in this and then they all go down to turn one they're in the xfinity series you think there's some guys out there that are probably getting ready to bust their butts No, they go into turn one, it's all perfectly fine. They're four wide in the rain, and they drive off. I was entertained beyond belief. I even tweeted after that, like, we should run short tracks like Martinsville, like Richmond on rain tires because, I man, how exciting was that? It was, I mean, obviously, get back to the question, spot on for Xfinity practicing in the rain because we didn't have to
0: do anything. We just sat there in the bus (laughs) talking. I played PUBG the whole time. I was spot off. I was definitely spot off on K and practicing in the rain because that was miserable. But, yeah, the race, like you said, we have to talk about on Channel 2, like, uh, you know, how these guys some of them didn't put wipers on we're like how the hell are they gonna see anything on the right you know well then they like you said they come off the s's and that's the first time i gotta see them from the bus stop and i'm like oh there you we're we're eighth in line then they get straight they're coming straight at you and it's just a cloud of mist and you're like oh <laughs> I, got, I got nothing <laughs> i can't see so anything. Like, i'm like like i'm looking through my binoculars like that's gonna help me anything i'm like i got uh, yeah okay there you are clear, like nothing i got no clue where he's at in the middle of that deal but yeah it was awesome just to watch them guys and uh, the difference in some of the guys that were able to, you know, hustle it. Like you could tell AJ was – thank God it stopped raining because you would have never seen AJ again.
1: But, uh, yeah, it was definitely spot on for I'll him. I watched him go on a turn one, and, and we know that they have to do two things when it's wet. They have to stay out of the groove because all of that, that rubber and that oil that's in the groove is really, really slick once it rains. But you, And you have to stay off the curbs because curbs will make your wreck. But i watched watch AJ go to a turn one way on the left side of turn one, and he rim rides it. It, it's almost like there's a cushion out there, which there's obviously not. But you're like, man, he he's really good at this. And then he proceeds to drive off. But then you see a guy in the number 90 who I don't even know who's driving that car. Like, here he comes by me. Like, he passes Elliot. I'm like, the 90? Who's in the 90? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that guy was a road racer well, or a dirt track guy or what. But I was, I mean, there goes the number 90. He gone. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, man, that thought. other. What was
0: that? Uh, the 36? Yeah, that's how he, you know, he got a front. The friend, Labby that's guy. Like, yeah, labby yeah. He, he
1: hauled ass by us in the rain, too. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> But it was really cool to see those guys be able to do that, man. Cause, and I don't know. I, I'm telling you right now. I don't know how they could see anything. Yeah. Even with the wiper. I have, there's no way they could see it. You anything. could have spotted that, Casey. Oh, my God. You're so wet out here.
3: <laughs> <This is laughs> Keep going. Just
2: like me.
1: My hair.
3: Hmm. It wasn't that
2: bad. Was, I wouldn't be out there. It was I funny. I to my hair, it way.
1: wasn't bad in the bus stop. I had an umbrella
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah kevin hamlin tweeted a picture of you just in your shorts <laughs> and your shirt yeah well and that was
1: on friday yeah. and i'm telling you what man i went to put on the rain gear and it was so hot i thought i was gonna have a heat stroke <laughs> so i was like it's better just to get wet at least i'm not hot are
2: you ever in good conditions while spotting i mean you're either we so just, hot or so a cold or i need the shade or... i'm gonna
1: tell you a fact <laughs> the reality is whatever the conditions are on the ground they're magnified on the roof
2: oh so I if it's
1: hot and I'm not saying this because we're closer to the sun, but if it's hot on the ground, it's hotter on the roof because we're typically standing on aluminum, which gives it a reflection effect. And it just burns you. If it's cold, it's colder. If it's windy, it's windier. So the perfect spotting conditions for me are 45 degrees, sunny or 70 degrees and cloudy. Ideal. Ideal. <laughs> or shade. Or let me wear shorts and give me some shade. <laughs> or a or sweet. You are sweet. <laughs> that would be sweet.
2: <laughs> you could use our sweet. We've
1: never been in one of those. No.
2: Oh, really?
1: They gave us a sweet somewhere. Where were we? Chicago. Chicago. It was yeah, 111 it was degrees. 116 degrees. <laughs> and yeah, it was hot. And we don't like, it, like if you're outside and you're moving and you're doing so, you're standing there baking. You can you smell your skin burning. <laughs> it's nice. I mean, I, and you know, Jason and I are very fair skinned. We turn really red, really quick, really quick. You are very red right now.
2: <laughs> I to say you're I red right in now. The
1: sun all freaking day, and these bright lights you got on me. <laughs> anyway,
2: all right, so let's take a quick break.
1: TJ One Main Financials back. They're running their 2018 One Main Speedway Sweepstakes. Say that fast three times. Uh, no, I can't do it. The winners will be flown North Carolina for the Roval race, Charlotte weekend. The Roval's gonna be crazy, man. We tested there two weeks ago. TJ and I were blown away at. At how fast the cars go. And if you run off the track, you're hitting something, man. It's, uh, <laughs> But you're not going to believe what all you're going to get. If, if I were going to come to Charlotte, I would definitely want to meet Dale Jr. and Elliot Sadler. We're going to give you that opportunity. But there's some other things, too. Yeah, there's a VIP treatment package during the cup race as well. Yeah, that's a lot of swag. I got some new swag today. Mike Davis gave me a dirty mo shirt i I see that did you get one
2: finally can
1: you take my shirt casey and make it to wear those little things like look like tassels in the back you know how girls do that hey guess what guess what you know what the best part is there's a ride along with me no No. i'm just kidding actually it's dale jr you get to ride with dale jr and if i'm a race fan i want to ride with dale jr but you've watched him race a lot you may not want to ride with him (laughs) (laughs) so go enter go enter one main financial backslash speedway sweeps Complete the online form. Entries will be accepted through August 24th.
2: No purchase necessary to enter the win. Void where prohibited. Subject to official rules at onemainracing.com backslash official dash rules. You must be 21 to enter.
3: This is your Exalted Race Center Update. I'm Jason Schultz. Watkins Glen International, as usual, did not disappoint on NASCAR weekend. In the Xfinity Series, a bold three-wide move put Joey Logano in the lead and then victory lane on Saturday. Sunday, a sellout crowd at the Glen witnessed a wild race and a popular win. Chase Elliott, in his 99th Cup start, held off defending series champion Martin Trix Jr. to score his first series win. For the second week in a row, the JRM late model program brought home a checkered flag in a throwback scheme honoring lw miller's family-owned modified josh barry took the win in the throwback 276 cars tour event jrm driver sam Mayer had an impressive drive from 24th to finish 7th This Saturday, NASCAR is a split doubleheader on schedule as the trucks do battle at Michigan International Speedway at 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Xfinity Series on the road course at Mid-Ohio at 3. The Cup Series caps off the weekend, going 400 miles in Michigan on Sunday. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, visit ExaltaCS.com
2: and we are back we're gonna head into fast lane i really don't think i need to explain well, this. You gotta explain to oh, i guess freddie you, you have to explain don't to everybody I'm sorry okay so Jeez. i will give
1: why wouldn't you explain it
2: because we say it every week
1: we have we might have a new listener
2: okay i'm really sorry guys From South Carolina. i'm sorry freddie <laughs> fast lane is where i will give you both 30 seconds to answer these questions and if you don't answer it in thirty seconds, the dinger will go off.
1: You get shot. You got to your shot. Tasered. So be quick. I, I think I want to get tasered. I think we got to do that. I, I, yeah, that'd be fun. Probably Watch you get tasered. Tase you.
2: It's fine. I got
1: hard, but I got cholesterol problems. Am I gonna have a heart attack? <laughs> I'm being serious. I,
2: I don't know. You can have an ambulance on site just in case.
1: Yeah. We'll, well, we'll be, be prepared. We'll do it at the care center. I don't want to know when you're going to do it. Oh, I don't, right. You know, it's kind of like,
0: <laughs> I know. I'll,
1: I'll pick a good time. <laughs> I, got, I, don't, I don't think I could take that pressure of knowing, okay, we're going to tase you in three... He just <laughs> took off running. Oh, but, but guess what? We got a taser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now we really have to do this. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. First one. When you have to use additional spotters at road courses, how do you deal with relying on others to do your job?
1: It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, having Freddie at the bus stop and and on on the front stretch at Indy for me with Elliot is a big relief because, you know, you have a guy with a lot of experience. You know, and having I have Will is my second spotter. uh, Wheel Wheel. Will. So Will stands in the S's. For the Xfinity race and then for the cup race, he spots the bus stop for Clint and Will does a great job, but he doesn't do it every week. He doesn't talk at the times that we talk. He says some things that Freddie and I don't say. So when you hear those words, you're like, oh, what does that mean? Please, dear God, let us come through here without ragging. <laughs> it's hard to give up the control and it's even harder for us not to be able to see anything. It always made me nervous. I'll finish this thought, and then I'll give it to Freddie. It always made me nervous with Elliot back in the day when we didn't have spot qualifying because you would spot all weekend, and then you would come down on pit Road and watch qualifying. Well, I couldn't see the car. He'd go off in turn one, and you're like, oh, I hope he comes back. Like, it's just weird when you can't see. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm lucky enough at RPM now to have
0: uh, Shannon McGlamory is a sp- former spotter. He works in the shop, so he comes and does the bus stop. And uh, Felipe Lopez is one of our GMs there. He uh, did the other spot. But same thing, like I've had guys in the past where – They're running side-by-side through there, and you're like, where's this guy? Where's he at? Did he fall off the building over there? Like, you don't know what they're doing over there. It's just, you know, like you said, you'd you'd prefer to be completely in control yourself, but unfortunately, we can't be. So it's uh, it's tough to give it up, but, you
1: know, it's part of the job. So we talk to the driver on turn one. We talk to each other on turn one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I got home at 6 a.m. We talk to the driver on channel one on our radios. On channel two, we can talk to each other and the driver not hear it. So we get a restart. Green flag, two by two, clear left, all clear, all clear. Coming to you, Will. Will starts spotting. He's doing the best job you've ever heard of a spotter. Guess what channel he's spotting on? Two. Channel (laughs) two. So when he unkeys the mic, I key up on channel two. Will, you're on the wrong channel. (laughs) So the yesterday, Freddie came by the bus, and uh, Will had cooked some deer meat, and we're hanging out. And Will brings up, "Hey man, sorry about spotting on the wrong channel yesterday." I'm like, "What an idiot! Get on the right channel." I think next time we do that together, we're get, like Andy, we need a channel three. Like, I don't know who's on that
0: channel two, but yeah. there, were, there was some shit I wanted to say that I didn't think I could get away with. And uh, we, we
1: leave it at that, I guess. But yeah, yeah we need channel three. Kevin Meandering, who's Elliot's crew chief, he rarely talks ever. Like, I almost think he doesn't like to talk. And so you don't have to really worry about Kevin getting on channel two, you know. But it, here's Will, man. He's just doing the best job he's ever done. It's the best spotting he's ever done. And the driver Aww. didn't even hear it. He's on the wrong channel. Poor guy. Poor Will. Will.
2: Now, Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, and Eric Jones have all won races in 2018. Before the season, would you have expected them to win before Kieslowski, Johnson, Hamlin, and Larson? Freddie?
0: Uh, I don't think I don't think anybody would expect. Maybe Chase. I would have maybe expected to win before a couple of them guys. But, you know, the Chevys had struggled this year. Uh, I don't think anybody. Obviously, Austin Dillon was a plate race. So, But, yeah, them guys have definitely. I would have thought for sure Larson and Hamlin would have had a win by now. Brad probably you would've think he'd pull off uh plate race at least. But yeah, definitely surprised to see them three win before them other four guys. But uh yeah, that's all I got, I guess. I
2: Where's the dinger Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's no way I pick any of these guys to win before Jimmy Johnson, before Kyle Larson, before Keslowski, before Hamlin. Just because let's face it, they never really won. You know, Austin won a uh a road, uh, freaking fuel mileage race, you know, years ago, whatever it was he did. But I, I knew uh, they could win, but I just didn't think they would do. I would, I didn't think we'd be this deep in the season without those four names not winning. That's kind of insane. Yeah, it just goes to show you how dominant them other three have been. Yeah. The big three. The big three. How about when somebody else gets hot Chase? Is it now the big three and a half because <laughs> three, Chase got hot? 3.1. Yeah. I mean, is this like version of the big 3.1? <laughs> Who named this deal the big three? I not I mean, because I see it everywhere now. How yeah. did you any- come
2: up with that voice to say it? I don't know. Some <laughs> of this stuff,
1: some of these stuff that we that we grabbed, the big three. Well, all it only takes is one
0: person to say, and then everybody, like, where to start, I guess basketball, started, right? With, like, the Celtics back in the day. And then uh, yeah. anything
1: that you get where there's three talented people, it's the big three. Everything's yeah. the big three. Yeah. I want two races. So maybe I'm the three and a half. All right. Maybe. I don't know. It's funny.
2: And a half. 3.2. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. 3.5. 2. What right. would you have named it? I don't know. I
1: don't know. Those three guys? Yeah. Those three guys.
2: Those (laughs) three men. Them. Those guys. The
3: good three. The good three.
2: (laughs) All right. With four races left in the regular season, which driver outside the top 16 has the best chance to win and secure a playoff at Michigan? You've got Stenhouse, Menard, Suarez, Newman, Byron, McMurray, and Bubba.
1: TJ's not here. (laughs) Uh, TJ has to send in his pick because he has to pick first again because he lost again. If he doesn't pick Suarez, he's a maniac. Because of these guys, I truly believe, with the races that are left, Suarez has the best chance to win. However, Ricky Stenhouse, his best track is Bristol. Bristol is two weeks from now. He's got a lot of seconds there. But guess what he's never done? He's never led a lap there. In order to win a race, you got to lead a lap. But I think Suarez has the most speed consistently of the guys on this list well in true tj
0: fashion i have to pick bubba to win the next race right i mean that's Mm -hmm. obvious we've shown so much speed lately that i mean we're gonna drive up there and probably win this week i think yeah Yeah. but uh no i would i mean obviously you gotta agree that suarez has been the fastest of this group uh menards definitely showed good speed you know here and there the the fords kind of oh, not the fords but Penske deals kind of fell off a little bit. But definitely Suarez had the most speed. Byron, Chase has had a lot of speed the last three or four weeks. And, you know, Byron's starting to kind of echo that a little bit. So he's got a shot. But I think I agree with you. Probably Suarez is probably your best shot at
1: a win there. Are you saying that TJ in the past three years on this podcast has been biased with every comment that he makes toward the team that he's working with? No, I'm sure
0: I'm sure he's made one comment
1: maybe that hasn't been biased. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jason Jarrett make fun of it. <laughs> well, oh, I think this week 38. Nice 22.
2: You sound just like him.
1: So loyal. Yeah, loyal to a fault. Such a pansy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe not.
2: Off the wall topic.
1: Oh, these are usually Wild Freddy. Yeah, it's this like, is a good one. This, yeah. this is a pretty good one for us.
2: Drunk Americans. Spend That's it. You can stop right there. <laughs> So <laughs> <And we're nine. laughs>
1: yesterday during the race, I'm standing beside Brandon on one side who spots for Busher, And I've got, uh, who's on my left? I don't know. Where'd you stand? You're, you're, oh, Derek, maybe? Derek He's was me? on the other side of Brandon, who was, he hear my song. On my left was, uh, Carelli? no, Corelli was two down. I don't know who that, I mean. Corelli was two down for me on my left. Somebody stood right beside me all weekend. Monez. Uh, how did oh, you forget Monez? Monez. <laughs> but in the middle of the race, this song got in my head. I wonder why that song got in I was going to do my job. I don't know why that song got in my head in the middle of the race. I feel like I've heard that recently somewhere. But I just started singing it. Oh, I know where I heard it was on that freaking. <laughs> so yeah so this song is stuck in my head i just start you know our car goes by and it's a minute before it comes back so i just start yelling this song so before the race is over everybody on the spotter stand is singing this
3: song <laughs> i'm glad i was a little further away from you this time. <laughs>
2: i wish this was recorded
3: <laughs> you should just sing it to
1: clint in the car yeah. i get bored I, I hate to confess to this but i think there was a lap yesterday where clint came out of turn 10 And went into turn one and I never saw him because I forgot he was coming. Like, I get, I get, like, I'm a, during a race, I'm really focused and I'm I'm on my deal. But when I have time for my brain to drift, like, I'm out. (laughs) Don't give us time to think. Don't give me time for my brain to drift. I have to, I, they need to cut all these trees down in these places so I can be the only spotter. I don't do well with too, too much time to think.
2: Oh, gosh. It's not
1: going to get any better. Know. No. It's just the way it is.
2: I don't really know how you fix that. <laughs> Anyways, drunk Americans spend a total of $30 billion online each year. Have you ever bought anything online while intoxicated? Freddie?
0: I've definitely purchased a lot of stuff I don't need while no. I'm intoxicated. I don't think I've ever done it online. Usually it's like the next seven rounds of shots <laughs> or something like that. But you know, we, we spend a ton of money intoxicated, but I don't think I do any of it online.
1: Freddie and I have this disease where when we're (laughs) drinking, we're rich. (laughs) And I don't know that there's a... Name for it? Maybe it should be called Dritch. <laughs> but when we're drunk, we're rich. I've never been broke when Drix. I have when I'm when I have a buzz. Like been, I'm the richest guy in the bar, and I will buy everything <laughs> that everybody wants. Oh. And then the next day, I'm like, "What did I do? Why well, can't we go <laughs> yeah. drinking
2: together? What an <laughs> idiot I
1: was! Yeah. And then you get the credit card statement, and you just you're like, "Oh, I forgot I was an idiot that night. And then you were an idiot for the third time. I so, am- so I've never. I don't shop online. I really don't, honestly. I call home and I say, order me this. I don't want my credit card online because I'm scared somebody's going to steal my credit card number. And and that happens. I've had it happen at Chick-fil-A. A. Mm. Yeah, I went to Chick-fil-A and bought some nuggets. And then the next day, the credit card got stolen. And the last purchase that was real was Chick-fil-A. After that, it was all people shopping at Lowe's, buying like $9,000 worth of lumber, all this weird stuff that I wouldn't do. But I've never gotten drunk and shopped online. No, no, Casey, no. have
3: you?
2: <laughs> well, I like to save a lot of money when I'm sober, when i am been drinking, You're I know too. exactly what I want and I will go online and buy all of it.
1: Well, subliminally, the next time you're drunk, I want you to go to that Lululemon store and just load <laughs> We're in up. Wearing them right now. Load up. I love that store. <laughs>
2: that is one of the stores, but I just think
1: Where that- is that store at? Because I'm actually Birkdale. just going to go walk around just- in that store.
2: Burkdale. Is
1: it near the juice store? Because that's another great spot. <laughs> clean juice? Yep.
2: No, opposite.
1: If you're a guy and you're listening to this show and you're single, like Jason. Correct. Are you single? Correct. Go to the clean juice store and just sit there. <laughs> yeah. This, this just, they all come in them damn Lululemon <laughs> yeah. pants. And get their juice. After they've left the gym mm-hmm. and they get their juice.
2: They're just so soft.
1: I know. I love it. Lululemon.
2: <laughs> well, that is one of the So, so what, what else
1: do you buy when you're drinking? It's
2: always clothes. I think everything looks great on me when I'm drunk. I'm like, oh, this dress would look amazing. <laughs> and I buy it.
1: Chad I know you have this habit? Mm. Are y'all going to combine checking accounts?
2: I don't know. Don't. Did you guys?
1: Yes. Yeah. That was before we were married. When
2: when I moved down here. she makes
0: more money than Freddie. And she works at the bank, too, so I really didn't have much of an option.
1: (laughs) Do not do it.
2: Don't do it? Mm -mm. Well, he notices, like, today we got back, and uh, there is a box or two outside of the porch, and he just doesn't ask questions anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's going to change when you get married.
2: No, it's not. I have a job. How I spend my money is how I'm going to want to spend my the money. The
1: number one thing that p- married people fight about is money. Oh, I know. And dinner. That's what we fight about dinner. What do you want to eat?
0: Okay. I don't care.
2: Well, there's a difference. Wait till for Megan him. has a baby.
1: <laughs> You've been going to the same restaurant for 20 years. She's been ordering the same thing every time she walks in there. I want a number three with a sweet tea. You have a baby. You walk in there. and She goes. I, I don't know what I want. <laughs> what do you mean? you don't know what you want. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what I want to eat here. It's like what's wrong with you? So
0: Br- Brett's one piece of advice when I was getting married was, be careful. When you get married, your wife's going to cut her hair short and gain weight. I said, what? Shut up. You know, you're an idiot. Yeah. I, but I was used to him being an idiot.
2: Please don't say we that. We are please.
0: two weeks into being married. Megan's making the biggest batch of cookies I've ever seen in my life and tells me she's going to get a haircut. I, <laughs> I, I called him. I said, are you I said, I'm, I don't know what to do.
1: I said, I told you she's going to cut her hair and gain 15 pounds. That's what every other woman in America does. I do, and now I will gain 15 pounds and cut my hair. That's what y'all need to say after I do. I do, and I will. Will. Will.
2: I might, actually.
1: Uh, let's, let's take Chad out.
0: Uh-huh. Talk to him.
2: <laughs> no but there's a difference between him saying do you really need that dress and me saying do you really need that engine
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: because there's are those are two conversations we'll end yeah, up but having
1: that dress is not your business that engine is his livelihood okay we can
2: just end the conversation now mm-hmm. on that
1: one yeah, you're not gonna win this one does he have room. more does he have a lot more money than you or just a little bit more money than you
2: We're pretty equal. I mean, he...
1: If he has a lot, combine, for sure. (laughs)
2: No.
1: (laughs) But if if it's kind of even, just stay the course. Stay the course. And then when you do cut your hair and gave 15 pounds and get pregnant, then combine for sure. Combine, yeah. Because you're not going to want to work anymore.
2: (laughs) True. True. Win the lottery. That's my what If you need...
1: When you need advice, you just call me. (laughs) He'll give you all the advice. Yeah. So then you do the
0: exact opposite like I did, <laughs> and it's perfect.
2: Actually, I didn't your advice on bachelorette parties, so we could talk later. Okay. But Ask TBC. Let's do it. Uh, and just so you know, Freddie, this is because I have to explain it now. This is where fans submit questions using Ask, T- Ask TBC. And this
1: is my favorite part, honestly, of this whole show that we do. Like For me, this is a fan saying, hey, I listened yep. to your show. I have a question. I want your insight. I want to know what you think. And 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 it's very non-scripted. And the fans are are cool enough to send in their questions. So thanks yes, for that. Do, thank we, do you. We, we didn't include the girl. She didn't have any good questions?
2: We need to. We'll just ask a real Jason. Question. Find one. She we'll, had.
1: She sent nine thousand. One of them had to be good. Cassie, bless your heart. Okay, go. Uh,
2: Cassie be- sounds a
1: lot like Casey. Bless your heart too. <laughs>
2: Hamby twenty two asks Freddie first thoughts on when Bubba hit the wall at Pocono. Uh,
0: so I've Brett probably knows the story. I think I've told him a couple times, but unfortunately, back when I was doing modified stuff and growing up, I watched a pretty bad wreck, or a buddy of mine um, passed away. So, like, honest, like leading up to it, I was just it made me sick to my stomach to watch. To be honest with you, like, you know what's going to happen here. He talked a lot before about not having breaks. And obviously darts to the left and you're it's like slow motion, the longest hundred yards I've ever seen a car drive in my life at 180 mile an hour. And it just like instantly when he hit that wall, it took me right back to that moment where I'm waiting for my buddy to get out of his car. And he doesn't. And uh, like keyed up immediately as soon as the car came to a stop and said, you know, are you all right? And he kind of half ass answered me because it knocked the wind out of him. But like that was the longest one second of my life that it took him to answer me. And it just just. Really took all the wind out of me. Like innocently got on the phone with his his girlfriend and uh, his parents and let them know he was okay talking. But like it was the sickest feeling I've had in tw- twelve years ago, and it was took me right back to that moment twelve years ago. And it just I was just so relieved to hear him talking back to me. And I know it took him forever to drop the window net, but yeah, he was talking the whole time, so he was fine. I can't believe he could talk that
1: quick. Honestly, uh,
0: he when I first I mean I asked him as soon as the car stopped, and he I said you're okay, and he's yeah. And you could tell, like, he had knocked the wind out of himself. And he was – so I waited, like, another 30 seconds. I said, are you okay? And he said, I'm okay. Yeah. And then that's when he started getting out yeah. and stuff. I mean, but... So
1: many times the helmet comes unplugged from the radio. The radio gets flying out of the car. I mean, we see all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, but, man, I'm – I mean, we all walk down there, too. you, obviously, yeah. going, to see. all right? And Freddie was shaking and texting <laughs> and had this look on his face like, holy cow. And, man, I mean, at that point we're all one big family, you know, just hoping he – Gets yeah, out and, of the like, and like I think
0: you talked about last week on here, like not that we care less about certain drivers or not, but like he, I've known him since he's 15, 16 years old. Like I've kind of watched him grow up now 10 years. Like, yeah, so not that it means more than anybody else, but it's like you're kind of emotionally invested in it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was it was tough, but, you know, he was all right, luckily.
1: What do you think? What do you think he learned from that? I mean, do you think he is more? He looks at it now and goes, holy cow, I'm completely invincible. Well, that's what I, t- I kind of told him
0: on the way to the airport. I said, uh, I said I've got good news for you. I said, out of all this, that you're okay. I said, I don't know how the hell you're ever going to hit a wall harder than that. Like, <laughs> you're going to do something real spectacular next time. Like, so you maybe you got your hardest one out of the way and you're okay. You got lucky, but yeah, he. Uh, I mean, it broke. He broke the gas pedal with his left foot. Like, his left foot must have been down on the brake. I assume holding it, and it's well, that was what was bothering him after the most part. Right. And it, it, he had bro- swung it over and broke the snapped the gas pedal in half with his foot so it's amazing I mean, they didn't
1: break his leg yeah you know, i don't break know. his foot
0: he's lucky he probably hit with his foot not his ankle or something like that but uh yeah they said that you know there was some kind of ruined the foam inside of his helmet you know so like Jeez. you could tell his head moved around in there but everything did what it was supposed to do and he's hanging out complaining as always so there's He'll a few back. seats that these guys run what seat does he run do you know i don't i think it's either an isp i know he used to run isp I want to say he might have switched the Butler, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's an ISPC.
1: Yeah, and, and, I mean, that's one thing that fans need to understand. The seat is the driver's preference. And the seat, literally the driver owns it. So when he leaves Richard Petty Motorsports or if he gets an opportunity to go drive an Xfinity car or drive a truck while he's still at Richard Petty Motorsports, he's going to take one of the seats that he owns out of that shop and take it to that car. So that's a thing where the, the helmet that they wear and the seat that they sit in it's up to them. Yeah, the the uniform and the shoes and all that stuff typically is not. It's typically up to the team in terms of how they sell that deal and broker that deal out. But the, the seat and the helmet is solely up to the driver. Some guys wear Bell helmets. Some guys wear uh, the Stilo yeah. helmets, uh, Simpson helmets, Impacts. There's all these different things. So, man, thank goodness, like you said, everything worked like it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Rick Bishop, eighty eight, wants to
2: know. Concerning ability to watch practice has fallen to a new low, now on the NBC app. Bad enough, we have every cable alternative channel, now can't get it on TV. What are your thoughts?
1: Rich, Rick, I think what you're trying to say here is you couldn't watch TV, you couldn't watch practice on TV. And I'm going to tell you something, I think that's a good thing. You know, I, I don't know that it needs to be that way all the time, but I feel like we've oversaturated a lot of this stuff. Uh, and let's be honest, man, this, this is all eventually going to be streamed anyway. You know, I mean the, the cable networks and the TV networks, the fact that young people like you two, Casey and Jason don't even have cable, don't have satellite. I think what it's saying here, Rick, is there's ways to consume it and you may as well get used to the digital aspect of it. I don't think it's a bad thing though. You know, I feel like we need to be a big deal when we're on TV. I can't watch the Gamecocks practice on TV. I can't watch the Dallas Cowboys practice on TV. That's two things that I you know, enjoy doing. So I think to some degree that the practice aspect of it, well, maybe we're over covering it a little bit. I know TV goes out and spends a lot of money to have the rights to do it. But, I mean, on average, I would guess a few hundred thousand people are watching. Let's, let's let these people starve for content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am I would say maybe split it. You know what I mean? Have – Happy hour on television. You don't need the other two practices. Half the time we're out there making cue runs. How boring could that possibly yeah. be to just watch three cars on the track at one time? Uh, but like you said, like I think I know more people now that strictly stream everything then i know that people have cable or satellite so everything's obviously trending that direction and and we kind of need to be in front of that deal where we can stream some of our stuff too and you have an outlet to where people can go watch it but you know i'd I'd be in favor of splitting it probably you know have some kind of practice on there maybe the last half hour happy hour just something a little bit you know yeah have
1: some kind of content where you can some of your drivers can get on tv and, and i would actually be more into a show that runs 30 minutes after practice. So like if, a we're, recap. if, like a if we're done practicing at one, I would love to show, see a show that comes on at one mm-hmm. and one to one thirty. it's, Hey guys, this is who is fast because what can you really talk about that much during our practices? You know, this guy's fast. This guy isn't this guy. Didn't. I would rather see the recap, make the drivers. Stay in the garage for 30 minutes. Guess what? Your new contract says you're going to be available for 30 minutes after practice. And that gives TV an opportunity to go around. Talk to the fast guy. Talk to the slow guy. That's another thing Mike Herman and I talked about a few weeks ago. Like, I feel like our, our media center thing is saturated the same way. Like, I watch the pole sitter go in there. And then I watch the chase contender go in there. Guess what? That was a pole sitter. Then I watched the guy who finishes top three go in there. Guess what? That was the same guy who sat on the pole and the same guy that was a chase contender. The same guy going in the media center three times. Can't He can't have that much to say that's going to be that much content. When I watch a guy like Eric Amarola at Chicago win first stage, win second stage, finish 21st because of pit road incidents, that's the guy I want to see in the media center because he hasn't been in there all weekend and he's got a story to tell.
2: They used to do that. They used to do the winner and their crew chief and then somebody else and then a random story. Like They picked like a top story just to...
1: Well, it was a rookie of the race. A lot of time. It was a top three in Rookie of the Race. It just depends,
2: I guess. In Xfinity, they tried to, but I don't know. It's a very, very good point. I mean, I think the fact that we also have more, like they're emphasizing more on the digital side is a good thing, but it also, to to his point, it takes away from being able to watch it on TV. I
1: also see media people saying that they don't have Mm -hmm. as much access to the drivers as they used to, and I'm not real sure why that is. I would love to have a media person tell me, why that is because when i did pr in 1999 and 2000 the media person sent in a request and said hey i want to talk to elliot and you pretty much made it happen and, and especially if you 100% made it happen if it was a beat reporter that was on the road with you every week if it was some newspaper you'd never heard of from pageland south carolina no it didn't get a lot of priority you know but when you had a, a media person that was you know a bigger name or, or was a, covering our sport on a weekly basis you made time for them but i feel like just the that that guy that's in the media center four times, I mean, what would you have to say? Yeah, like what? like
2: It's the same thing over and yeah, it's over. it's the same thing yeah. over and I
1: over. I was again. fast. I'm in the playoff. I sat on the pole. I won the race. I'm yeah. out. I, y'all have already heard from me three times this weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's a way, like, media members can submit, like, their one driver that they would want to see, like, beforehand. I mean, obviously, it'd have to be pretty It shouldn't notice. be that
1: micromanage. If they want somebody, yeah. they should be able to get them.
2: Yeah, but I meant in the media center. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, yeah, vote on it. Yeah.
1: This is the guy that we want to talk to that's not in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. The media people should have that right with ten to go. And then that person should their PR person should be notified. Hey Eric Amarola, you're coming to the media center. Because guess what? You just finished fiftieth in the Daytona five hundred, but you were leading coming to the checker. You're the guy. The the reporters shouldn't necessarily have to be able to go chase him and chase this. Like it's hard for them to do multiple things. Anyway. Yep. That was my rant, I guess. Yeah.
2: I mean I agree. All right, Nike asks, "What sports would be funniest if the athletes had to be drunk while playing?" I think every sport.
0: Yeah, I think you got to go hockey. I mean, oh. how could you? I mean, what could be
1: better than seeing drunk people on ice? I mean I, I gotta go one up you and say figure skating <laughs> oh Could good like, luck with that triple toe loop after that
0: shot of fireball how about how about pairs figure skating can we do pairs figure yes. skating oh skating god, god.
2: Yes. Yeah. somebody yeah. slice
1: a throat for sure
0: that would good. be a good
2: one
1: yeah. <laughs> pairs figure skating <laughs> done after eight shots of fireball and two shotgun and beers
2: <laughs> so now when you guys go to the bar next just go up to the ice I mean I think, think we might have
1: done that a couple times like in the winter <laughs> you know what Freddie like, and I can do drunk <laughs> after drinking on the ice we could play Chinese freeze tag you ever play Chinese freeze (laughs) tag so if you get touched you're frozen and the only way to get unfrozen is somebody has to run between your legs on ice we could just slide between our legs you know how many people we'd wipe out (laughs) y'all don't know what Chinese freeze tag is no I've heard
3: of the game but I don't think I've heard of that name of it there's no chance I've ever heard of Chinese freeze tag you've not
1: heard of it either no maybe it's only big in the south in China I
0: think you make up a lot of (laughs) (laughs) you make up a lot of stuff in Pageland that I don't think anybody else has ever heard about yeah it
2: must have been Pageland.
1: Well, I mean, it must be our China roots in Pagela. Got so many people from China that have moved there. Right. Brett's got i uh, I'm not going to get into it.
2: Oh, no. What?
1: No, no. no it's not that good.
2: Ooh. Um, Any stories for Brett? I mean, I feel no. like we told some good ones about you, Freddie. Freddie's but...
1: nickname is f and Freddie. Why? Well, it's fun. Fun Freddie. It... Fun
2: Freddie.
1: <laughs> f and Freddie. So he's got to be fun. You got to live up to f and Freddie. <laughs> it might have been... Dillner actually
0: was one of the ones that coined f and freddie it's because every other word on my mouth is usually yeah something that starts with an f so it was the full term at one point and then when i had to be a little more professional we shortened it down to just f and Screw uh, <laughs>
3: yeah
0: yeah eventually but yeah so no i'm gonna i'm gonna plead the fifth on
1: brett's stories for now i'll wait till he's oh, not here come on. well and freddie's probably gonna fill in for me the week after bristol yes yes yeah and so, so he can tell all the stories yeah, we'll, and yeah. anything that he tells you make sure you edit it out no, oh, no, no it's way all we'll, no we'll, we'll, way everybody save your questions for that week and I we'll will get away. hide he's my camera somewhere himself. in
2: this room and make sure <laughs> it gets out we yeah. give
1: Jason crap on this show and he only lets about half of it make the show Oh, he no. edits the other half out
3: so, this so. is all good stuff he'll stay in <laughs> <it>. <laughs> did TJ ever send his pick? nope but you told me a week ago he was going to pick Soros from Michigan so we can just go with that if we want oh, if so. he doesn't pick Soros he's crazy <laughs> So, uh, who would you
1: pick, Freddie? Looking at our sheet Where's, right here. How do I so, tell? So, this is our sheet right here. The, this bank. is who we have available. So, he's going to pick Suarez. So, basically, if they're grayed out. Gray's uh, already used. Gray's used. Yeah. And, and then the full. The, what, what is that called when it's grayed out? There's a word for that. I used to know it when I made tables on. Like redacted? Sell spreadsheets.
3: Mm, I don't
1: know. No redacted. You should know. You're in college. When well, do you no. go back to college? Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Uh, I'm going to go with William Byron. I mean, the obvious. Obviously,
0: you picked Bubba Wallace. I Clearly. mean, I'm uh, saving Bubba. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> for what? I didn't want to burn. Him. You I, already
1: used him. Yeah, I picked him for a plate race, and oh. you wrecked. Well, you probably you wrecked no, three you, times. You probably backed into me. No, you wrecked me in that race. I picked you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: Uh, I agree, though. Byron's probably
1: your best available. Yeah. Uh, besides Suarez, I said I would take Suarez. This is the, best is the last chance TJ's going to win before this playoff starts. He's going to win. Potentially win this week, and he's going to lose the does next. Your, does it reset after
2: the yeah. playoffs? resets for
1: the playoffs. So yeah, I would say Suarez.
2: Freddie, week. who you got? You can pick anybody.
1: I could pick anybody this week. Give him some fantasy advice.
0: Uh, well, I three. mean, obviously, we could take the big three. uh I think Toyota's been really, really strong lately. For some reason, like I don't know if it's just for the fact that it's been Pocono and Watkins Glen, kind of not real similar, but you know, you're shifting and stuff. Uh, but they've been. Showing a lot of speed lately. Uh, so, you know, Kyle, Eric Jones, home track for him. Could be a, a sleeper in there. Uh, but, you know, obviously, yeah, the big three, the Stuart Haas cars. It's going to be the same guys in the top ten.
2: So you didn't really pick one.
0: I think. <laughs> I mean,
1: if you want a dark horse, I'll take Eric Jones.
2: All right. I think
1: that to close this show right now, we should all take one turn to say the big three in our best voice. <laughs> Jason, you go first. No,
3: I won't go last. <laughs> no, you go first. You're okay. the youngest. Oh, fine. The big three.
2: Those three guys. Because I don't really think. You got to say really the big exciting. three. The big three. Yeah. Is that better?
1: The big three. <laughs> the big three.
0: <laughs>
2: We're out. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Exalto, One Main. Have a great week.
3: Holla. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com.